This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. And Ty Butler with you. Hit me on Twitter. I'm at Ty D. Butler. Instagram as well. And, of course, we can get it popping on these phone lines. 800-919-3776. And what a gorgeous day it is outside. 50 degrees. And I always preface it by saying, look, long term, I'm not sure it's the best thing for the planet. But we'll take it in the short term. Because it's been bricked the last couple of days. But you get a holiday, spend it with the folks. It's nice outside. I'm feeling good, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, so much to get to today. Of course, we've got the three-game slate of NFL games that we'll talk about. The Jets in action tomorrow on Black Friday. We, we did some research before the show, and I was just curious about where the origination of, of the term Black Friday came. So we were educated. Maybe Harvey's going to you know, tell the audience about that coming up. But uh, they'll play tomorrow, and of course we get Tim Boyle making his debut for the New York Jets, the Giants in action this Sunday in Foxborough. So there's a ton, a ton to get to. But I do want to start off with the festivities uh, because it is Thanksgiving Day, and there's so much to be uh, for us to be thankful for. And I, I was listening to the K-Show driving around yesterday, and I thought Peter made a fantastic point that if you're not working on Thanksgiving, Wednesday is one of the greatest days of the year. Because it's like you're in the driver's seat of what's going to be a four-day weekend. You're looking ahead to football, not being played just one day, but three of the four days. You get Thursday, this year, Friday, and then, of course, on Sunday, you get to hang with family. You get to indulge in some adult beverages, the food galore. It's just an awesome setup. And here I am working today on Thanksgiving Day. Here I am. But I, I got to say, it, it, it's, it's a privilege because, you know, I, I enjoy doing this. It's fun. I get to hang out with Harvey and Chantel. But it's actually the perfect shift. It's the, it's the perfect slot to be in because, you know, between preparation, doing the actual show, and then everything that comes afterwards, it, it eliminates me from having to be helpful. Like, you know, my mom's hosting today. My, my parents are hosting up here in Jersey at, at the house, so the family's all over. I don't have to do anything because this is like that prime spot where the food's being cooked, you know, dishes being washed. There's a lot of kids involved. My two kids, of course, diapers. See, I don't have to do any of that. I get to get the excuse of I've got to work. I finish the show. I get back, and now it's time to eat. I've got football, and the rest of the day is, is just fantastic. So it's the perfect slot. Harvey, does that make me a bad guy that I'm looking at it that way? Uh, I would not be surprised that even if you didn't work, that you still wouldn't be doing anything. Oh, so you think that I'm just a lazy bum sitting on the couch, you know, you know, with my hands in my pants. That's how you view me. Well, let, let's, just, all right, let's get it straight then. Do you cook? Uh, well, on Thanksgiving? No, outside of Thanksgiving, yes, I do cook. I, I'm not a chef. I'm not... Someone who's going to be like cooking for like large audiences, but yeah, I cook. Are you? Do you help around the kitchen at all? On Thanksgiving Day, nah. I, you know what I do? I run errands, and because the smart thing about running errands is like, like you get to take as long as as you want, and you get out the house. Oh, we need some ice. All right, that, it's going to take me about a half hour, forty five minutes to go pick up some ice. Then I get back. There are more things that need to be occupy more things that need to be you know going out to get from the supermarket and now i get to go do that and it's it it, it, it it's perfect 
kills takes you, time. It takes you half an hour to 45 minutes for ice? No, it doesn't actually take me a half hour and 45 minutes, but no one's paying attention to that. The excuse is there's traffic. It's a lot going on. The lines are long. You know, everyone's got to wait last minute to get a few things. So it, it takes you out of the house. It removes all of the responsibility from you. And then you get to just hide out. You get back, go watch some football, and then the f- next thing you know, you look up, the food is ready. I'm just I'm such a homebody. I would just say, hey, if you need me, I'll be here. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, but then what happens when they actually need you? I'll be there. Yeah, see, no, I'll I don't want to be there. I, I, I don't want to be there. You know what sounds like a disaster, by the way? So I mentioned my parents are hosting, and, you know, shout out to them. I, I, I'm sure that this is uh, because it's a milestone. It's the first time they're excited about it. But uh, all the people hosting, like, what a... Why would you ever sign up for that? It just sounds like a complete disaster. There's so much that goes into it. First of all, like the week leading into it, uh, you got to buy all these groceries and you know, get the house looking correctly, cleaning and, and, and the, the pre-cooking, and all in addition to still having to work full-time jobs, getting people situated, booking hotels. You got to be hospitable even before they arrive. And then you wake up early that same day. You're exhausted. And now you've got to maintain the entirety of the day. Like being a guest is great because you can come and go as you please. When you're hosting, that social battery has to be on 100% the rest of the day. Then if you got people staying over, it bleeds into Friday. Now we got to figure breakfast out. And then regardless of how tired you are, you still got to get up early because you can't be that, you know, host that, you know, everyone's awakened and you're upstairs sleeping. So it just sounds like a complete mess. And I don't envy anyone hosting today. That that sounds like something I want no parts of. No parts of. Now, does that make me a bad guy, Harvey? No, because I think if you want to host, you're, you're trying to brag about something that's that's only once a year. Yeah. And um, that's just that's more for the ego. And that's not even to mention the whole cooking part of it. Now you got to be in the kitchen cooking all day, like, sweaty and nasty. Hey, Ty, remember that one time I hosted that Thanksgiving? Remember how you how you was that day? Yeah. You won't. <laughs> Wait, which day? That day. You remember oh, that yeah. day, remember? That day, yeah. You happened. fought that guy for no mm-hmm. reason? Yeah, it happened. And so I guess, like, if you. So what's the play today if you're hosting Thanksgiving? Do you just, like, make it fail on purpose so that this doesn't become an annual occasion? Or, like, but the. the, the part about that is now you become the story like you you become that topic of conversation that the the next gathering is like oh man that was terrible like they were hard like it was it, it was the food was nasty it was all types of chaos i was so i want to hear from people at 800-919-3776 and don't worry we'll weave in the sports we've got a lot of sports to get to today but those who have like the stories of hosting gone wrong success maybe you're hosting for the first time today you're nervous you're anxious I want to hear from those types of people. And how about this? Like, what's the maximum a lot, a amount of people you should have over if you're hosting? So, Chantel, you said that usually your family, and, and good morning, happy Thanksgiving to you. Good happy afternoon, I should say. You said usually your family hosts every year. How many people are we talking? Yeah, we're talking like 18 people. 18. So that's like, like an NBA all-star roster. Yeah. 18 people. And it's like people of all ages, that including children, babies. Yep, everybody. Stressful every year? Um, you know, it's really my mom that handles it all these years, so she makes it look really easy. 
but it is stressful, especially when I am the guest that's sleeping while people oh, are around. I have yeah. like I have, my social battery is zero. Yeah, but see, right now here's the beauty: you're at work, so you don't have to, to partake in that. And I, you know, I, I'm thankful for the fact that you guys on a holiday with the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade showed up to the studio and was like, yo, we got to produce for Ty. Now, I'm sure that's not exactly how the conversation went down, but in my mind, John sent out a mass group text. He said, Ty's doing a show 12 to 3, filling in for Barton Hahn. Who wants in on the shenanigans? And then both of you emphatically said, yeah, I got to be in there. I got to be up there. Yeah, we couldn't say yes fast enough. Couldn't say yes to us enough. Happy Thanksgiving. 800-919-3776. So uh, get us on the phone lines. We'll do a lot today. Top five must-haves. We'll, we'll get that from, from me. We'll get that from Harvey Chantel. And there's a whole lot to get to as far as uh, the Thanksgiving holidays. I do want to start with in the NFL. Of course, we have a, a triple header today. Uh, beginning in about 20 minutes or so in Detroit where the Lions are hosting the Packers, and it's it's kind of weird now to look at a Lions team on Thanksgiving and say, I'm actually excited to watch them play football because they've been such a punchline for so long, but we've seen a bit of a changing of the guard, right, in, in the NFC North where they come into the season, uh, big favorites to win this division because Aaron Rodgers, of course, gone out of Green Bay. You've got the Vikings who were expected to take a step back. And, you know, now we see they've lost Kirk Cousins, they've lost Justin Jefferson, even though they've managed to still be in the thick of things in that division. But the, the Lions, they come in with some expectations. And I, I saw Roger Goodell say, you know, TV networks want to see the Lions. The t they want to see the Lions. When have you ever heard that? So I'm looking forward to watching Jared Goff and company. Disappointed me last week where I had, you know, engaged in some gambling, picked them to, to roll over the Bears and Goff decided that that was a great time to have his worst performance of the season, throwing three interceptions. They still got the win, but, you know, eight and two for the Lions. They're, what, eight and a half point dogs today. Chance to extend their win streak over the Packers to five games, which is just incredible. And, you know, it's it, three of the last four weeks, their defense hasn't been good. Surrendering, what was it, 38 they gave up to Baltimore in a loss, 38 to Chargers. They won that game 41-38, and then last week 26 to the Bears. But they've been able to come out 2-1 you know, during that stretch. They're 8-2, and, and, and quietly, they've got a shot at that number one seed uh, in the NFC, thanks to the Jets, by the way, because the Eagles can't seem to lose to anyone. Uh, the only team to beat them was uh, week six, my New York Jets, because Jalen Hurts just couldn't stop turning the ball over. But, you know, big game. For the Lions, uh, could you imagine? Could you imagine they end up getting this number one seed? And it's important, right? Like it, uh, only the one season each conference get home field. So Detroit, we come into a year uh, to a playoff uh, a structure, and it's running through Detroit. That would be exciting for for Lions fans. Meanwhile, on the other side, Jordan Love. Yeah, I get the last couple of weeks he's played better, and maybe the Packers have to be rethinking. You know, whether or not he's the quarterback of the future, but nothing to see there on that offense. And it doesn't look like Aaron Jones is going to play. So uh, the Lions, you got to love them in this game. I don't know if the, the spread, eight and a half, feels a little bit large for, uh, you know, a, a divisional game, but uh, should be a fun one. Expect that offense to, to light up Green Bay. Then at 430, look, th this is a game that screams every other year to me would have screamed Washington upset. Because that's what the Cowboys do, right? They wait until 
they're they're valued at the most as, as far as like the public perception of what they can what they can be this year. You know, they're a contender. They could still, I guess, have an outside shot at that one seed, depending on what happens when they play the Eagles again, and then the Eagles have a tough schedule coming up as well. But with Dallas being at their apex right now, this this would scream Washington upset. But they've been a different team this year. The Cowboys have had one hiccup since that bad loss on Sunday Night Football to the Niners. They lost to Philly in a game that, you know, on the final possession, they should have won. But after losing to Philly the last two weeks, they've outscored their opponents 82-27. to They beat the Giants and the Panthers. So this is a game that the number is high, 13.5 points. I get why you would have trepidation in this spot with the Cowboys. But this year, they beat up on the tomato cans. They, they punched down outside of the game against the Cardinals, where they, of course, lost. What was that? Week three, they beat up on bad teams. And we've seen it all season long. And Washington... With all due respect to the great Harvey Cruz, who came into the studio today with his, you know, Tommy bleeping DeVito jersey on, Washington just lost to Tommy DeVito. Uh, good night and good luck. For Dallas, unfortunately, they're dealing with the, to quote Jay-Z, we don't believe you, you need more people syndrome of like, no one's going to care what happens during a regular season, especially when you have the losses like you did to San Francisco, when you lose to Philly in the fashion that you did. It's not going to change our minds about the perception of you going forward. But, you know, this is a, it, it's a phenomenal team. It, it, it is a great team on both sides of the ball. And it doesn't seem like, at least right now, the Diggs injury on defense has stymied them. Because all of a sudden, Deron Bland is like, <laughs> Deron Bland has, and this stat, it, it's hilarious, but it's also depressing. Deron Bland has four pick sixes on the season. He plays defense for the Cowboys. That's half the amount of touchdown passes the Jets have on the year. The Jets had eight touchdowns in 10 games. Deron Bland has four pick sixes. <sighs> what a mess. What a mess. But, yeah, the Cowboys should win this game pretty easily. And then tonight uh, we get the NFC West showdown between the Seahawks and the Niners. The Niners struggled for three weeks because they had all these injuries and then folks were ready to hop off of their bandwagon because they didn't trust Brock Purdy when he's not given the, the full cast of characters. You know, you see Debo Samuel get hurt, Christian McCaffrey banged up, Trent Williams dealing with an injury, and all of a sudden the Niners look just like an average football team that can be had. But since then, then they've been able to, you know, rally the troops. They've been able to get back into the, to the winning column. They're 7-3, and three, and the Seahawks looks like um, – Geno Smith will be able to play today dealing with that triceps injury. Uh, but we got, uh, it should be a fun slate, but all the spreads are at, at, at least a touchdown. Niners favored by a touchdown. Cowboys favored by 13 and a half. Lions favored by eight and a half. So Vegas doesn't expect this to be a competitive day of football, but we shall see. 800-919-3776. We, of course, will get to the New York Jets who are in action, you know, unfortunately, tomorrow against the Dolphins. I'm glad that game's not today. You don't want to ruin Thanksgiving. I guess there's a, it, it's still on the table that you get to tomorrow, and as you're, you're downing the leftovers, the Jets can have such a pathetic performance, it'll cause you to vomit. But we'll see. Well, we'll get to that game. The Giants, of course, like I said, play in Foxborough. Look, I, I thought that that was a horrifying win against the, the Commanders last week uh, just because you are in the trying to get – the next quarterback position, 
And by winning games, it's it's it means that you are hurting your your draft stock. So I get it. It makes you feel good because the team has been so dreadful. You just want to see something positive happen. And you obviously don't want the narrative to be that Brian Dable can't coach. You don't want to have his, you know, his status as the head honcho of this operation impugned to such a degree that we're now questioning if he's the right guy going forward. So the way they were getting blown out and manhandled, you, I guess in that sense, needed to see something significant in a positive manner. But this team should not be winning football games. The coach, of course, is going to coach to win games. The players don't care anything about tanking. Your shelf life in this in this league is is short, so you got to go out there. And even if you are not, you know, in the plans of this team long term, you're putting out tape there for for other organizations to get a good look at you. So as far as the Giants and you know, like the organization, the players, the coaches, they should be trying to win games. But if you are a fan of this team, there is no doubt you should be rooting for them to lose because it does nothing for you. It does you no good. It does you no good. Daniel Jones, I have little faith that after we are already had come into this season with question marks about whether or not he was the guy. I have even less faith that going forward, now in year six, multiple neck injuries, coming off of a torn ACL, had successful surgery yesterday. It looks like the timeline for him is uh, eight to ten months. But this is a guy who... You really had success predicated on his mobility. It's not like he was, you know, beating you through the air. He's not Mahomes. He's not Burrow. So it was the dual threat that presented challenges for opposing defenses. And now you have him coming off of a knee injury. And the Giants already told you they weren't really married to this guy. They didn't have all of the faith that he was going to be the one to get them to the promised land, the way they built this contract where they can get an out after two years. So, you know, with all that on the table, you should be looking for your next quarterback, which is why I find it silly uh, entertaining this conversation. Okay, you know, should they just draft Marvin Harrison Jr.? Of course not. Of course not. You have to love the idea of Brian Dable with a history, I guess, and shouldn't say history, but he's proven that he can take a young quarterback in Josh Allen and develop him. So now you get that young quarterback in the draft from year one, build the rest of the roster around him, and now Joe Shane can take advantage of you know, this player on a rookie contract so he can dole out some big contracts uh, elsewhere to, to help groom him to become the next uh, franchise-level player that this organization desperately needs. So there's a lot to get to. We're all over the place with football. We'll touch on some basketball as well. Uh, Audio Foz is going to be fun. Jim Irsay, I mean, what, a, what a clown. What he had to say yesterday, we'll get to that. You know, Steve Kerr annoyed about uh, the, the music being played in arenas. We saw Chris Paul. I actually watched that Suns-Warriors game. It was uh, wildly entertaining. Chris Paul and Scott Foster at it again. Greg Popovich. I'd never seen this before. Greg Popovich, during a game, grabbed the PA microphone and, and sent a message to all the fans in attendance to stop booing Kawhi Leonard because it was disrespectful, and that's not what that organization is about. And then what did Spurs fans do? They booed him even louder. <laughs> so I don't know who's in the wrong there. Is it for Greg Popovich to have the audacity to, to tell the paying customer whether or not they should do what they should be doing with their mouths? Or was it the Spurs fans who should have all the respect in the world for the deity that is Greg Popovich 
and bla- not just ignoring him, but getting even louder. So we'll talk about that as well. 800-919-3776. The phone lines are lighting up. We'll get to you when we get back. Barton Hahn, Ty Butler in for the guys right here on 9870 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Can I interest Harvey and Chantel in a, in a big concern of mine? Before we get back to the phone calls, of course, at 800-919-3776. So that song you just played by Tyler, uh, the name of it is Water. So it's, it's, uh, it's charting crazy right now. It's one of the biggest songs out. My two-and-a-half-year-old son loves it. Loves the song. Only problem is, like, when you listen to the content, should a two-and-a-half-year-old be loving this song? It's a good song. It's a great song. but I, What content are we talking about here? I mean, listen to this. Uh, play the song again. Play the song if uh, you still have it. I'm not, I don't have it, but I'm, I'm going to look up the lyrics. If you listen to that song, Tyler, uh, Water by Tyler, it, it's, it's a great song, phenomenal instruments. Like, it's awesome. I have a but, question. What's that? What song did you sing when you were a kid that your parents just loved when you sang it? I got I, I got to do a deep dive on there because there's there's a lot of songs like that. It was mostly like rap songs. I was rapping. Do you remember remembering the lyrics or like knowing what yeah. they meant? You knew the lyrics, you know, but you didn't know. You what it know meant. you know you don't know what it means. You just like the vibe of the song. You you like what it sounds like, even though you don't really have a, a an understanding of what it is that you're saying. Yeah, no, I get it. But like, okay, you want to know the song that my mom loved when I was like. Four and I would sing it. Do that? you remember the song? And it's like, you put your hand up on my hip when I oh, dip you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. You like, and then you look, you like, yo, what you know? And, and you get to a point where a parent, you vibing, right? You sing, and then you look at your child, you're like, yo, what you know about this song? Where you heard this song at? Exactly. I still don't know what they're talking about in that song. Well, you know what they're talking about. First, it starts over dancing, but then they get into you know stuff that's deep, a little bit deeper than that. But yeah, my son Noah loves that song, Tyler. So shout out to Harvey for, for playing that. The Michael K. Show Holiday Party returns on Friday, December 8th at your mother's house in Garden City Park, Long Island, with plenty of giveaways for fans in attendance, including packages from the Jets, Knicks, Rangers, and Islanders, plus special guest appearances by Amani Toomer, Rick DiPietro, who I was listening to this morning, driving in him and Dave, holding it down. Uh, and more. So mark your advent calendars and get ready to spread some cheer at the Michael K. Show Holiday Party Friday, December 8th at your mother's house in Garden City Park, Long Island, brought to you by the New York Islanders, Jake's 58 Casino Hotel, Yingling Traditional Lager and Flight by Yingling, uh, the perfect beers for the holiday season, Security Dodge. Visit securitydodge.com and come get some selection and benefiting the Garden of Dreams Foundation, 800-919-3776. We chop it up with Jose calling from my old stomping grounds in Brooklyn. BK, what up? 
Happy Thanksgiving, Ty, Chantel, Harvey. You, Shout bro. out to the company. Uh, I wanted to um, definitely chime in and, you know, to, uh, to answer Chantel's question. When I was a kid, I was singing a lot of genuine songs, oh. and I shouldn't have been singing them. Oh, man. <laughs> pony. How about Pony? And, and oh, so anxious. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, those two are just, like, top of the list, and it's just, like, you're not you're not, um, you're not supposed to know until you're older. So. Yo, not just that, too, because um, those, those songs are, like, you know, have the sexual part of it. But how about, like, Singing songs about heartbreak. You're seven years old singing about being heartbroken. What the hell you know about heartbreak? Raising. Exactly. <laughs> singing your heart out. Exactly, exactly. So just to go there. Um, but I uh, wanted to talk about the jet point because, you know, I don't think uh, to relitigate the Aaron Rodgers thing, I think, you know, there, 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 it was a very highly contentious debate. There were people on both sides. And, you know, it wasn't more of – you know, not wanting Aaron Rodgers. It was just more of, we just thought a, a lot, there were a lot more issues like the offensive line, the weapons, the play calling, et cetera, et cetera, that we knew that at, even if we had an Aaron Rodgers, he, it, so, you know, that may be too tough to overcome. No, and I mean, come I, on, Jose. Let's, let's not have know. revisionist history. It wasn't that. It oh. was the him being a drama queen and forcing himself out of uh, Green Bay with the, Mm-hmm. Uh, the the you know the retreat what is it the darkness retreat and the ayahuasca so it was more of that and his personality than it was you know I don't think that he can read okay. a defense I'm, behind I'm, his I'm, offensive I'm, line. I'm talking more of a cerebral sense because I look at it like I still remember Ira pleading where he wanted guys like Osiris Torrance and Broderick Jones and and yeah. Joe Tipman, which, you know, could have, you know, looking back at it, could have actually rebuilt that whole offensive line with Mekhi Becton and, and Vera Tucker, and we might not have all the injuries and et cetera. So there, there, there were plenty of situations like the pick swap and, you know. Yeah, that hurt them, man. Not getting Broderick Jones, because you see he's playing now, Broderick Jones, and he actually looks pretty good. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, so that's kind of where 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 it comes down to, and it just looks like another long list of, wow, if we were just a little bit more strategic rather than a little a, a little less desperate, we could have gotten what we needed. But you know, it is what it is, and this is how how it is to be a Jet fan, and we just gotta keep enduring and. Hopefully we do get better because, um, you know, like I, I, I know, you know, adding Devontae Adams, people are going to look yeah. at me as crazy. But I'm like, hey, to me, I'm like, if we're if we're going to go for go go for a broke, you know, might as well add him along with Gary. You're all in now. You are yeah. all in now, Jose. I appreciate the call. And, you know, it's it's look, it, it, it's. It's depressing because the, the the ceiling was very high. Like this team could have absolutely been in contention for a Super Bowl, but four plays into the year, it's shot. And since the GM failed to address the backup quarterback position, they had no sh- they had no chance of at least salvaging the season and at least ending the playoff drought. And that's what has to just give you the most ire because this is an organization that time after time has made so many mistakes. But at least if you would put yourself in better position and that had Zach Wilson backing up a 39-year-old going on 40-year-old, maybe we still could be talking about a team that's right in the thick of a playoff hunt. This portion of Barton Hahn is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Iris whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up. 
to enjoying Tullamore do responsibly. The Packers opened the game with a touchdown. Jordan Love to Jaden Reed. Uh, the Lions responded with a touchdown of their own. Jared Goff to Sam Laporta was having a great season, but they missed the extra point. So the Packers lead this one 7-6 to six with about three minutes left in the first quarter. The phone, cons, uh, phone lines are lighting up, 800-919-3776. We will get to all of you guys as we uh, progress through the show. Ty Butler in for Barton Hunt right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Hootie and the Blowfish are coming to PNC Bank Arts Center on August 2nd and Northwell Health at Jones Beach Theater on Thursday, September 5th. ESPN New York listeners have a chance to win tickets. Just download the free ESPN New York app, scroll down a contest, and submit your entry. It's all from Live Nation. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. 800-919-3776. Let's get it. Popping on the phone lines, we go to Dave in Brooklyn, who kicks things off for us today. What's up, Dave? How you doing, Ty? Good to, good to talk to you. Um, I've got a theory here that I think Jets fans should subscribe to or start subscribing to, and that's it's time to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Wow. I mean, what he, he's, he's taken the, the franchise by hostage, really. He's brought in his players. None of them have panned out. He's brought in his offensive coordinator, which has clearly been a, pretty much of a joke. And what are the chances that a 39-year-old quarterback – who was suspect coming into the season. Remember, his last year in Green Bay, he had an offensive line. He had running backs. He had receivers. And they couldn't beat the Lions in the last game of the season to oh, make well, it to I mean, the his, playoffs. Did so, he really have receivers, though? His number one receiver was uh, Christian Watson. I, I, the, the, the weapons, I, I guess they had running backs with Dylan and Aaron Jones, but I wouldn't say uh, they had an excellent receiving core. Well, he did have an offensive-minded coach and, uh, you know, had continuity within that organization to be successful, and he just wasn't. But I, I, my, but the bigger point is that he's 39, and coming into this season, there was no guarantees he'd be Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Now he's 39 with a gimpy Achilles. So I think to continue with him is short-sighted. It's kind of living for the moment and say, yeah, it would be fun for one season or you know, to go into it with a healthy Aaron Rodgers and let's see. But they don't have an offensive line. They have one good receiver. Maybe they can get another. But what are the chances of success here? It's a very low probability. It's a so big time roll of the dice. Let me ask you something, Dave, because uh, it, it's, a, it's a fascinating phone call. I don't disagree with like everything that you're saying, but I'm just curious. So you, they don't have an offensive line. Well, that not that what the offseason is for? You're going to have draft picks. You're going to have free, you know, free agency dollars that you can spend. So that is going to afford you the opportunity to you know, make upgrades at the positions of need. But, but the bigger question is this. What's the alternative? So they move on from Rodgers. How does that – do they release him? They tra- like what, what does that look like? Well, I, and that's that's where I fall short here. Administratively or realistically, how does that happen? They buy him out of his contract. I don't know how that happens. That's not happening. But it could happen. No, it's not going to happen. But here's the thing. It's, I, I know it's not going to happen because it would be too smart of the Jets to do that. So it's not going to happen. But what? But in terms of 
you know, yes, they have draft picks. There's free agency. Every team has drafts mm-hmm. and free agency. If that was the case, every team would have a good offensive line. You just can't rebuild an offensive line in one off season. No. It's all about continuity on that offensive line and coaching. Of they don't course. have either. No, so, I, I'm not saying so that it's going to be, gonna be really completely tough. fixed, but th- uh, this idea that like just because it's horrendous now just means it's going to be the same next year, I, I-, I think that doesn't quite make sense. But, Dave, so – if you're saying they should move on from Rodgers, what's the alternative? Like, who, who should they bring in here? Because you have a defense that's ready to contend for championships. You can't just decide to punt on the rest of the season and, you know, go out there, get a journeyman quarterback or, or draft a quarterback. Like, like, what's the alternative? Well, unfortunately, because they've put all their eggs into one basket and it blew up in their face, um, and they drafted Sam Darnold, who failed, and they drafted um, Zach Wilson, who failed. They're in a bad spot. And what that bad spot means is you have to take your medicine. And that medicine means drafting a new quarterback in a quarterback-rich draft, get someone in here who could develop quarterbacks, and and get a stopgap quarterback. Plenty of teams do it. They get a stopgap. Hopefully, you know, you can get one that can make you competitive. And, yeah, it stinks that the Jets have a world-class defense. But that's on the organization for putting all their eggs in one basket and not having a competent backup in the event that doomsday happened, and it happened. Yeah, so that, there is no pretty solution. There's no pretty. Hey, look, Dave, I appreciate the call. I, I don't want to relitigate um, the Aaron Rodgers trade. Everyone in real time understood that because of how badly they whiffed on Zach Wilson, it was a trade that had to be made. You, you were not going to go out there and with Aaron Rodgers available, who was one year removed from the second leg of back-to-back MVPs, asking you to trade for him, saying no to that guy, four-time MVP, future Hall of Famer, would have been organizational malpractice. Now, I agree. The fact that they didn't have a legitimate backup behind him knowing he was 39, and I understand, like, you look at the last five years, he's missed one game, and it wasn't even injury-related. He had COVID. Remember that game he missed against the Chiefs? Uh, but to not have a legitimate backup behind Aaron Rodgers was a disgrace. And it's, like, in some ways even a bigger miss than Zach Wilson because, like, Zach Wilson is going to go down as one of the worst picks in NFL history. But what the Rodgers trade, it, it masked that, right? Because you were now getting his replacement. And you weren't just getting his replacement. You were getting a guy who's won a championship, all the experience, and he was going to come in here and, and to start the season, whether or not you believe this, the Jets had the sixth best odds to win the championship. So not having a backup to him, to me, is more egregious than the Zach Wilson pick. But as far as they should just you know ship him off, release him, that's never going to happen. They invested, what? Now, it ends up being just one first-round pick because he didn't play 65% of his snaps. So that's going to just be the the, the, the trade down. They were 13. They swapped with Green Bay from 13 to 15. But you've invested so much into him. It, like, you, you might as well see this out. Because, again, you have a, a championship-ready team. And I, I get the, you know, he's brought all his guys in here. They haven't panned out. Cobb's going to be gone. He's probably going to retire at the end of the year. Nate Hackett, I, 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 he's been awful. I'm not going to make excuses for him. But I am fascinated to see how it looks when Aaron's on the center. And then Lazard, that's, a, that's, a, that's just a terrible signing to me. Lazard, like, he looks disengaged. He's not blocking. He's, it drops. And I understand, like, 
both Hackett, Lazard, and, and both Hackett and Lazard would look better with Rodgers. It's just the Lazard signing. That's not one that I, I think is going to age well. And it's been bad already. Let's hit Steve and Tom's River. What's up, Steve? Hey, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and thanks for all you do. Same it's to awesome. you, man. Happy Thanksgiving. What, what plans you got on the docket today? Sounds like you're commuting. I'm going to eat a lot of lasagna and turkey. Lasagna and turkey. So you got the double entree. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I, well, go, and I do the errands, so <laughs> it's nice because I don't have to worry about nothing. The, the quote-unquote errands, right? That just somehow uh, takes us longer than it should. <laughs> absolutely. You're a smart man. Well, anyway, What's up, Tom? What do you got? I got my wish. Uh, it only took 10 games to get rid of Zach Wilson. Um, I'm very excited. Boyle isn't our answer, that's for sure. But you're going to see a mediocre quarterback get in there, go down the field, many weapons on that team. I don't care what anybody says. That's my own personal thought. And uh, we need the offensive line. We still haven't done anything with that. But yeah. now our defense could get excited, pumped up. At least they know they're not going to go in and bust their, you know, and uh, and not get any points. At least they have some hope to get points now. You know, yeah. I, I just see that says very exciting, man. It's a, it's a, And I appreciate the call, Steve. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. It's exciting from the standpoint of, like, at bare minimum, it's different. Because I don't think anyone actually feels like, you know what, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow and watch Tim Boyle on the center. Like, that's just going to be fun. You look at his career, he's got the second worst touchdown to interception ratio in NFL history. I think it's like 15 to 35. Only worse than that? Harvey, you, you can't, I want to put you on the spot. The the only player in NFL history with a worse touchdown to interception ratio uh, than that. You have any idea who it is? I don't, but I'm going to say Zach Wilson for fun. Well, uh, that would have been great. It would have been a phenomenal question, but no, it's Nathan Peterman. Oh my we God! We all remember him. <laughs> Nathan Peterman. Uh, think about how bad he was. So now, <laughs> Tim Boyle, as far as like this stat touchdown to interception ratio. Only second to him. So I don't know that he's going to light it up tomorrow. It's just different, right? And you have to, at this point, because you were getting nothing from your offense, would you go, you know, 41 straight possessions with one, just one touchdown? Like, you had to do something. And there's a strong argument they should have done it sooner. Like, we saw what Zach Wilson was. Like, it clearly wasn't going to work. But they were stubborn, and for whatever reason – it was an allegiance to this pick that they were trying to make look like it wasn't as bad as it was, or, you know, pressure from up top and Rogers influence, whatever the, 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 the case was, it was a bad decision and could very well cost them their second straight season. Let's hit uh, Eric in Long Island. What's up, Eric? Hey, sir. What's up, Eric? How you doing? All right. Good. I think uh, Prescott's a lamb all day. CC Lamb and Dak Prescott, and we're going to beat Washington because Washington's going to tank the schedule because they're looking for a good draft choice. Uh, like the Vikings, uh, minus three and a half against Chicago. They're a good team. Uh, the, the, um, the Vikings are a good team. And I got the Dolphins, minus the, the Jets like crazy. And uh, that's about it. Well, there, there you have it from our, our football expert, Eric in Long Island. Um, the, 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 the commander is tanking. Why, why would they tank? Washington right now, 
just two losses back of a playoff spot, back of uh, uh, Minnesota. And look, I, do I have them making the playoffs? Of course not. But I, I don't think that in the position that they're in right now, especially you know with the quarterback, Sam Howell turns the ball over a lot, but at least he can fling it. Yeah, you know he can put some points on the board, and 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 all the other reason. I guess the most important reason why they're not going to tank is because Ron Rivera is fighting for his job. Eric Bieniemy could those guys could very well be unemployed at any moment in the next couple of weeks. So I just I, I don't see that happening. Let's hit my guy Lonnie in Harlem. Yo, Lonnie, what's up, bro? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Sensei Tosh and Tell, as well as Sir Harvey. And, of course, shout-out to the company, shout-out to Anton TV. Um, I really just called in, obviously, to say happy Thanksgiving to you, Chantel, and um, Sir Harvey as well, as well as everyone out there. I mean, I did the same thing already this morning. But, really, I just wanted to call in because, you know, as I was breaking it down to Chantel, you know, I just wanted to, you know, break it down and ask you, like, you know, because, you know, later on you said, you know, you basically just going to be going home, you know, just to watch football and, get you know, get to the straight to the eatery. So, you know... I just want to know what's going to be on your plate, my guy. Yeah, you know I mean, what's going on? We, we, we gonna, gonna get there. We, we, we gonna, gonna get there. And, and correction, just just so we're accurate, I'm, I'm in Jersey today. I said my parents are hosting, so I'm not going home. But on the plate today, you know, I so I, I stay on the line because I want to throw this back at you. Top five. I, I thought about this, and me and my wife actually played this little game the other day. So on the plate has to be the big mac and cheese. You know, that's that's a that's of a, course. Of That's course. a staple, especially in the African-American homes. You, you know how we do, culture style. The ham, I, I actually put the ham on, on, the, on the hierarchy higher than turkey. So I'll go baked mac, yes. I'll go ham. Yes. You got the, you know, the, the collard greens with the little pork show yes. down there. Get that popping. Yes. Uh, you got or the, the stuff. Neck. Or the turkey, or the turkey neck. neck, yeah. You know, get, get the skin involved. You definitely got to have some, uh, you got, definitely got to have some stuffing up in there. So that's going to be on the plate. With the gravy. With the, With gravy, the gravy, of course. And then this is where it gets tricky because I wanted to do the top five with everybody. So I got four, but this is where it gets tricky. Am I going like fried chicken? Am I going, you know, cornbread? Am I going mashed potatoes? I may have to go fried chicken, even though, you know, for all the Hispanic people out there, that pernil is that's hitting heavy today as well. So that pernil, I, I should say, that pernil, I want to make sure I got it right. I know the Spanish people pernil, laughing at me right pernil. now. That pernil. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to go stuffing, ham, baked mac and cheese, fried chicken, and then we're going we gonna to do it big with the with the pernil. Let's, let's throw the pernil on there. How about you? You know you got to you know you gotta say it right because, you know, Cousin Ray Santiago will call yeah. it in correctly. He, he going to hit um, you with a text. Me, what, yeah, what you got me, cooking? I usually... I usually, like you said, I usually go ham over turkey more, even though I do put turkey on the plate. I obviously got to have the big mac and cheese on there. Then I usually go candy yams, collard mm. greens, and uh, stuffing, of course, with the gravy, man. Yes, sir. That's usually what's on my plate. I'm not going to hold you like And obviously, if there's cornbread laying there, then you can't not have the cornbread with the butter and all of that. Um, but I like it. Listen, man, I'm... I'm so excited. You know, this is basically the best holiday to me because, you know, it's basically, uh, you know, you get to eat, the family camaraderie, and then you get football. You don't really got to worry about the exchange and the gifts or things of that nature. So, you know, it's really just, uh, it's great. Yeah, Here's it's the, just the best holiday, man. Here's the only thing I need from you going forward, right? Because uh, the company cool. has become like a, a, a large entity and, you know, it's like correlated with the station. You guys do a great job with social media, events. It, it, it's great. So my favorite movie is New Jack City. And for some reason, 
I just keep getting oh, this man. picture in my mind. The company <laughs> is out there on Thanksgiving Day handing out turkeys. So, so I mean, that's... listen, eventually someday that hopefully will happen. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear no eventually someday that hopefully it will happen. I just saw, <laughs> I mean, I saw pictures of y'all hanging in the suite with Brian Cashman in Yankee Stadium. Don't let that oh, losing oh, energy oh. bleed on y'all. Y'all got wait, some on, money. We y'all got money. He wasn't in, was in, in our suite, but yeah, you know, you know, I, you know, we got we got we could do things, certain things. But what I do plan on doing, hopefully, next year is maybe we can have a company giving, and then you know, hopefully, have a host like you, Rick, Dave, Larry, Gordon, Chantel, even the producers. Everybody's invited, so hopefully, we can get that done, and then you know, obviously, it. we'll have it. You know, we're planning at least two weeks or whatever in advance, so. You know, you guys can make it up. I want to give back to the community, man. Trust me, man. My brain is as as innovative as as it can be. And, you know, things like that. Save that for your lady, man. You and your brain, you and your brain, save save that for your lady. She'll she'll, she'll, she'll take advantage of that. There you go. There you go. That's a a Rico-style comment. But I'll get out of here. Happy Thanksgiving. Yo, same to you, bro. Same to you. 800-919-3776. Let's hit Angelo in the story real quick before we hit a break. What's up, Angelo? Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? Happy Thanksgiving. Same to you, man. What's on your mind? Just want to make a couple comments about Rodgers. I've been hearing a lot of guys talk about how Rodgers, maybe we should get rid of him. They don't know how good we would be if he was in there because of all the deficiencies outside of the quarterback position. But we have the benefit of looking at the first 10 games of the season. If Rodgers is in there, you're going to tell me out of the six losses they have, maybe they still lose. Maybe they, they probably still lose the Cowboy game. Yep. We'll give, we'll give, we'll give the Bills the win for last okay. week, right? You're telling Fair. me they don't beat the Raiders. They don't beat mm-hmm. the Chargers. Yep. They should have beat the Chiefs. Yep. They beat the Patriots. They would be a two-loss team right now. So everyone talking about Rodgers needs to go. They have no idea what they're talking about. And one other point that people fail to, to, to realize, when you have a good quarterback – a Hall of Fame quarterback, it makes your defense even better. Absolutely. So as good as the defense has been, if they're having sustained drives with Rodgers, putting up points, this defense is going to be even better, as amazing as they are. You can't and, tell me this team is not one or two in the in the, uh, in the the conference right now if Rodgers isn't playing. People are and, out of their minds. Angelo, it's a, it is a fantastic phone call. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Appreciate it. And uh, you know what is very frustrating I am a, a, a Jet fan to my core. I was actually telling my, my pops, uh, you know, this past August, I was driving to some event I had at work, and I passed by MetLife Stadium. And for some reason, I, I just had a, 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 a smile on my face. I'm ear to ear, glistening, because I just thought about how excited I was for the season. And, you know, what was the commentary coming in? Well, the AFC is tough. Because all the quarterbacks, you got the Chiefs, you got the Bengals, look at Lamar just got paid, the Chargers, you know, Bills. And it was loaded. So you could be a legitimately good team and not make the playoffs. And then all of a sudden you look up and you're like, wait, the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs of old. Yeah, the Ravens are great, but they've blown, I mean, they got three bad losses this year. The Pittsburgh game that they blew in the late late stages of that game. They fumbled that game against the Browns, losing to Gardner Minshew. So that's a team that can be had. The Bills just fired their offensive coordinator. You don't do that when you're flourishing. So clearly there's some, uh, there's some dissension there. And, you know, as a Jet fan, like as you just pointed out, like the, the Patriots game, I was there. They win that game with Rodgers. I'll even give the Chiefs the benefit of the doubt and say, even though in my heart of hearts I will feel like the Jets could have won that game with Rodgers, I'll say KC takes that one. So right now, you know, it's that game, the Raiders, the Chargers, 
That's a three game. That's a three game flip. We're talking seven and three now in this conference. That looks like it's wide open, especially after what we watched on Monday night. The Chiefs have now gone three straight second halves without scoring a single point. An offense led by Mahomes with Kelsey, with with Andy Reid calling plays. They can't score in the second half. So that's what makes you frustrated. And yes, the people, I think, get drunk on the Aaron Rodgers, like he needs to be out of here stuff just because we've seen, just because we have so much you know, vitriol aimed in the direction of Nathaniel Hackett, who's his boy, with Lazard, who's his boy, and Cobb. Like, so, like, secondhand is going at Rodgers for bringing these guys here. But you're right, man. Like, if he had been the quarterback for this team and he'd been able to stay healthy, <laughs> think about how fun this show would act, like, how much more fun this show would be previewing Jets Dolphins tomorrow from MetLife Stadium. Two seven and three teams fighting for the division. Like that would be exciting. But instead, we've got, you know, the Tim Boyle era is upon us. 800 We'll get back to your phone calls. Update on the football in action right now. Packers score an opening drive touchdown. They lead the Lions 7 to nothing. But we'll be back. I got also got to tell you guys, something happened this segment that almost destroyed the show. So we'll talk about that next, right here on 9870 ESPN.